So I want to welcome you. Thank you again for being with us. Uh, I'm ready to run this morning. We've got a special morning. Uh, uh, at least I think it's a very special morning. Something that 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 typically we would have done much earlier, uh, but but this Sunday, and Josh loves this because it's all about him. And uh, <laughs> no, um, but but we're doing an installation service for for Josh, and. Um, And uh, I don't know, I don't really like, how can I say this? I don't like the word, I don't like the idea, I don't like the word installation service. For me, it's very, very formal, traditional, and what is an installation service? And I was trying to find a different word, but I couldn't think of a different word, so we're doing an installation service. We are officially recognizing, and that's really what this is, it's an official recognition that we as a congregation are receiving Josh as a pastor here at Joy. It is an official recognition that the call of God that is on Josh's life will be used in service within this congregation. But when we talk about an installation service, you might think that, and, and I don't... I, 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 I want to make sure that we aren't thinking this when it comes to the position that Josh is now filling. It isn't that, it, when you think of installation, some of you have done remodeling maybe in your kitchen or somewhere and, and you got new appliances. Basically what you did with the new appliance, you took out the stove and you put in a new stove. You took out the old refrigerator, you put a new refrigerator in. It, it didn't really change anything. Nothing else was, was different or, or whatever. It was just a matter of, of swapping out appliances. And, and, and there are some churches or at least some people that look like, oh, we had a position and now Josh has stepped in that and we've installed him just like Pastor Steph was leading worship. Now it's Josh, he's leading worship and, and, and we've just sort of switched positions. But, but it's not like that. It's more like those of you that, that have used computers, a lot of you have ever installed software in your computer. You realize that when you installed software, it was a merging of the hardware of that computer along with a, a function that it would fulfill that really altered and changed the way that your computer would operate, the, the way that your computer would run. And, and, and that's a little bit more what, what really the installation is, at least in my mind. It, it, it's, it, it requires some change as, as, as we install, Josh. And so when, when you look at software on a computer, they're not they're, they're integrated, I guess, is a better way to say that. And that's what I really believe is happening here. We're not just plugging somebody into a position. We're not just hiring somebody to help us sing, to, 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 to do music and things like that. You need to know, Josh needs to know, first of all, this church is being changed. We are not who we used to be six months ago. We, are, we will not be who we are today in six months from now because of, of the addition, the installing of the gift that is in Josh in this congregation. But we also need you to know, and Josh needs to, I, I told him this this morning, that also he's being changed. He's not going to be the same. There is life in this congregation, I, I like to use this illustration that, that a church can be like a lake or it can be like a river. A river has a current to it. A river has a flow to it. It has a life to it. Well, this church has a flow to it. It has a life in it. And if you get in the current of this church, if you get in the flow of this church, if you get your feet off the ground, so to speak, and let that current carry you, it's going to carry you and take you somewhere different. It's going to it's going to help you in your journey, in your walk with God. And that's what's going to happen in Josh's life as well. He's going to be changed. We're going to be changed because we're all responding to the call of God that has graced this church at this particular time. We as a church have new abilities because of the installation, if you will, of Josh into this congregation. Josh is going to receive new grace as a part of this congregation as well. And so today we're not acknowledging that we have hired Josh officially, and typically we would have done this much sooner, um, but we couldn't just, we couldn't hire Josh because, um, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in, a, in another part of the service, but he needed his R1 visa, religious workers visa, to be able to be employed. And, and then it was Christmas right behind that. And so there just wasn't the good timing to do it until right now. So here we are. We are, we are officially doing this as well. And so uh, in 2 Timothy chapter, I'm sorry, in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 18, I want to start with this verse. Uh, it says this, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. For Josh and for this church, forget the former things, don't dwell on the past. Um, we believe that change is here. We believe that change is going to continue to happen. And, and one thing I know about change, everybody likes change as long as they don't have to change. 
If somebody else has to change, we're all for it. But if we have to change, that's easy, easy. We're not real sure yet that we really want to change. And so we expect things to be different. Actually, you've already seen the different in the last several months. And so we expect that things will be different. And so he says, don't dwell on the past. And, and, you know, for Josh, I appreciate the risk that he's been willing to take, the, the, the trust that he has in the leadership of this church, in this church. I mean, he's from, you know, from Trinidad, Tobago, Tobago and, and up in Canada, down in, in Missouri, finally ended up here in central Minnesota. Yeah, sure, you betcha, don't you know? You come here to the Presbyterians here, you know, and so, <laughs> yeehaw. So, uh, praise God. Don't dwell on the past. So what do we do? Because God's doing a new thing. I said, God's doing a new thing. I said to you guys a couple of times that, that I'm so excited for some of you because you're about to embark and enter into some stuff that you have never experienced before. I believe that with all of my heart. I think God's, I know that God is up to some really, really, really good, good things in this season of Joy Christian Center. So God says, I'm doing a new thing. And the hardest thing I found about the new thing is that it's unfamiliar territory to us. It's different. It's different. But we need that different from time to time to sort of shake us out of the doldrums, to sort of shake us out of the rut, to sort of shake us out of those things. And sometimes we get so accustomed to the old thing, we get so accustomed to, 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 to life that was that we think that the style or the pattern or the way becomes the holy thing. That was just a tool, just an instrument. <laughs> I'm doing a new thing. And then he says, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And that word perceive to me, Kind of just, it's, it's a slow recognition. It takes a while to see it. Sort of like the seed. You know, in Mark chapter 4, the, the sower sowed the word of God. Faith, faith is the ability to look at a seed and see the harvest. Faith is the ability to look at that small seed that seems so small and so powerless and to be able to see a great harvest in that. And that's the season that we're in right now. We're in a seed time uh, season in this church. We're planting seeds for the future, and, and faith requires us to see the harvest even before the seed has sprouted. And so he says, do you not perceive it? He said, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And, and, and for me, just for me, maybe you guys get this, maybe you don't see this. He said, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. When I connect, I'm doing a new thing with that. What that tells me is that sometimes the new thing looks like a wilderness. Sometimes the new thing looks like it's impassable. Sometimes the new thing looks like, like a mountain before us or a dry riverbed that we cannot make it. But when we know that God's in charge and when we know that God's put things uh, before us, when we know that God is for us, he's not against us, that he's in us, he's with us, that he, has, he is our provider, when we know those things, we should be unafraid to take that step. We should be unafraid to, to, to pick up the pace and begin to run with the grace and with the power that God has given to us. And so, again, I will say this to this congregation, because I'm living here right now, I don't know if any of us could really, really grasp the change that could happen in the next couple of years in the life of this church. Because God's doing something new, doing something different. He's doing something among us that perhaps he's never done before. I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago I, that, that, that things that happened before to me, uh, th there's, a, there's a, a birthing in my spirit. There's a birthing in my heart. There's a new thing in my heart. And, and I, I, I resist going back, but I also said, uh, and, and, and I want to reiterate again, that, that there are things that we used to do that we'll never do again. There are things that we, never, that we haven't done in a long time. We could very well start doing again. Man, I'm just, I'm just saying, God, there's no rules right now. I'm really, really good. I love my wife. And she is a detail-oriented person. Amen? Amen? She's so detailed that she's detailed for me too. <laughs> Her cup runneth over. <laughs> so, and, and that's awesome. 99, we, we just, by the way, I meant to mention this. Pastor John, thank you for doing such a great job last week. We were, Shelly and I, amen. <laughs> amen. And... Uh, Shelly and I were in Mexico last week and uh, had a wonderful time, nice and warm. This was, a, this was, a, this was a, a trip that we planned BC, 
before COVID uh, with, with her family, and we finally got to go. And uh, just to let you know, it was like sunny, 70s, 80s. It was an all-inclusive, so I ate all I could. Man, one of my three favorite meals every day, breakfast, lunch, supper. So it was, it was, we had a wonderful, wonderful time, but I'll tell you right now, standing here during worship, man, oh, man, mm-mm-mm. That was wonderful. This was better. This was better. This was better. I'm so appreciative and thankful for what God is doing in this season right now. And I'm more excited about what God's about to do. And so, again, today is a recognition. We haven't just hired a person. We're not just filling a position, but we're being changed. Josh is being changed as well. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, and verse 9, it says, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and his grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. I, I'll never forget when I first saw this verse and I, and I really began to chew on it, meditate on it, think about it. When I, when I realized that God is the one who's called us, God is the one who has, has put a holy calling in all of our lives. But then he says this, it's not according to our works. The gift of God, the call of God, the plan of God is not according to what you have already done. And so just because you might sing, play an instrument, just because you might be gifted in a certain area. I never finished the thought about my wife being a detailed person. <laughs> See, I'm not the detailed person. <laughs> she was... <laughs> Oh, Jesus, help me. All I wanted to say is that I'm much more big picture. I'm much more big picture. I'm much more visual in, in, in that thinking. And so um, for me, I'm a feeling person. I'm a big picture person. I'm like, let's go, and then we'll figure it out. And, and, and that makes people nervous sometimes because it's like, you know, where are we going? I'm not exactly sure, but we're running somewhere, and, and we'll figure it out as we go. And, and, and so when we, when we do things... Related to the spirit of God, related to the life of God in us in the heart of a congregation, um, that makes leadership sometimes a little bit of a challenge. And, and so I'm not always sure that, that we all know the changes that are going to be happening within this congregation, but I'm excited about it. I can't wait for the journey. And again, that's part of the reason I got the shoes. I'm ready to run, and, and, and I'm not going to get weary. We, we've been in a holding pattern because of a lot of things. It is time to pursue the mandate of God to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every living creature. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Again, boy. Man, I miss a week. It's like I forget how to do any of this stuff. <laughs> who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, uh, not according to our works, but according to his purpose, according to his grace. And notice this, that was given to us in Christ before time began. Before you ever were born, before you ever, your parents ever, you know, got together, before your grandparents ever got together, God had a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. And what we're acknowledging today is that in Josh's life, there is that purpose for this season of his life that has come to fruition and come here today. And so, Again, we are acknowledging God's divine plan. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says that you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these, or God has set these, God has given these in the church, apostles and prophets and teachers, and after that, miracles and gifts of healings and helps, administration and varieties of tongues. In other words, you know, languages and the gift of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. All of those things come in part and parcel of what God has done for us in Christ. And so again, Joy, we are acknowledging that God is changing us, that God has brought a gift to us, and, and we cannot and will not remain the same. And so um, um, when we bring in Josh, and, and from now on, I'll be calling him Pastor Josh, um, and I, I'm not a, and I would encourage you to do that, I'm not a big title person, I, I don't demand or think that, I, I don't, I, I'm not real hung up about titles, I'll just be honest with you, but I know people are. And um, I want to just help you with a, something maybe a little bit because I feel like the word pastor has become really one-dimensional in our congregation, or in, in our culture, in our nation. When we hear the word pastor, we immediately think of the dude that runs the church or the main speaker guy, person, gal. It could be a woman too. That's what we typically tend to think. But, but let's go back to the Bible. In 1 Peter chapter, chapter 5 and verse 1, it says this. Peter is writing to, to the early church, and he said, the elders who are among you, everybody say elders. elders. 
the elders who are among you I exhort, I who am I who am a follower, elder, and witness of, uh, witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Now, this is what he's saying to the elders. Shepherd. Everybody say shepherd. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers. Everybody say overseers. Serving as overseers, not by compulsion or being forced to, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. Nor is being lords over those who are entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. In, in these couple of verses, we see three words that, that may or may not mean a lot to you. It is the word elder, shepherd, and overseer. The word elder is the Greek word, uh, I, don't, I don't speak Greek, but to me it's pres, presbuteros, presbuteros. But the word presbuteros, it, it, it emphasizes, emphasizes the character of a person. And so when he uses that phrase elder, he's really talking about a person that has a moral character, that has a strong character, that has a good or upright character. And so he says, to the elders that are among you, I exhort you, and I'm talking to you. And, and he says, I want you to shepherd the flock of God. Now, the shepherd, that word is the Greek word poimen. And poimen, the idea of a shepherd, I think we kind of understand that one a little bit more, but it speaks to the heart of the person that would tend the flock, protect the flock, or feed the flock. And so those elders that are among you that, that, that are now tasked with shepherding, he then says that, that, uh, that you are to serve as an overseer, and that word overseer is the Greek word episkopos, and that, that basically means uh, it, it designates those that are in charge of management. So in that verse, we see three words that describe what is the, ro what is the role of a pastor. Now, I, I'm sometimes called the senior pastor because I have gray hair and a gray beard and a bald head, but no, uh, or I'm sometimes called the lead pastor or sometimes the founding pastor. Uh, there, there is a designation of, of that title as pastor of the church. And I also function as an overseer and I'm a character. And so I, I, I have all three of those, those things. Well, the same thing is true with Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim is a man of character. And Pastor Tim has the heart of a shepherd. And he's been tasked with overseeing various parts or managing various parts of the church. We have Pastor Tommy back in the tech booth. Pastor Tommy is a person of character. And as a person of character, he has a heart to shepherd, to feed and guide and protect the, 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 the young people, the teenagers of this congregation. And he has been tasked with management duties that deal with that specific uh, uh, area of ministry. We have Pastor Steph. I think she's back in the back back there. Not in here. Oh, she's right there. There you are. Snuck in here today. Well, welcome. Nice to see you. Uh, Pastor Steph, she, she uh, is a person, a woman of character, strength, virtue, life, and grace. She's awesome and wonderful and our daughter. And uh, <laughs> And acorns don't fall far from, far from the tree. But anyway, um, but she ha she's a shepherd. She, she has the heart and the care, uh, uh, the nurturing of the children of this congregation. And she's been given oversight responsibility in the children's ministry of this church. We have Pastor John right up here in the front row. Pastor John's a man of character. Pastor John is, has, has duties and responsibilities that he oversees with the administration of this church. And he has the heart of a shepherd to feed, to tend, and to care for this congregation. Did I leave anybody out? And now Pastor Josh. Pastor Josh is, a, from what we have seen over the last six, eight months, he's a man of character and integrity. Pastor Josh uh, has the heart of a shepherd to care and to tend for the creative arts team that is either on the platform or serving back here. And he has been now given and tasked with the responsibility of managing and overseeing, as an overseer, the creative arts department within Joy Christian Center. So we, talk, we call him Pastor Josh, just like we call him Pastor John or Pastor Tommy or Pastor Steph or Pastor Brian or Pastor Tim or... Pastor, whoever else I might have missed this morning. Got a lot of pastors around this place. That's awesome. All that means is that we have responsibility to manage, to oversee, to care, serve, and to protect. And that's really what that is. And so in Acts chapter 13, it says this, as they ministered to the Lord and they fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work for which I have called them. For me... This is acknowledging that Pastor Josh has been separated. There's a difference between 
a Pastor Josh and a person who's now, who, who's going to sing or serve in an area or whatever it is, there, there's an anointing, a grace, or a gift that is on his life to not just lead a congregation in worship, but to serve in, in, in that shepherd role, to care and to protect and to nurture, to oversee and to manage. There's a grace that is in his life for that. And so uh, with that, I want to call pa- Pastor Josh out here. I don't know where he's at. Pastor Josh, can you come? Where are you at? We're going to, Pastor Josh, are you here? Did you leave? There he is. Come on over here and we have a seat. I thought we would do just a quick little interview. Uh, a lot of people may or may not have been involved in some of those, some of the story, if you will. Oh, man, I should preach from right here. This is comfortable. All right. Get your feet off the table, Shelly. Just. <laughs> All right. Um. You know, if I could just real quick, no, I can't real quick. Uh, if I could just, the last 18 months, extremely, extremely frustrating as it related to this role of creative arts within Joy Christian Center. Uh, Pastor Steph been doing a great job for several years and <clears throat> knew it was time for, for her to transition to the other side, the continuation uh, with the children's ministry. And uh, I was carrying a load of that as well and... and um, there was a couple of websites that we've used quite successfully uh, in the past as it related to filling staff needs, that kind of a thing. And so uh, went to that website and got like zero responses, which was very unusual, but it was during COVID and all that stuff. And, um, and w- the very first time I used it, put out an email and uh, you know, put our posting in it, and we had a ton of people uh, responding to it and and some really good candidates that kind of a thing for 18 months we had almost nothing I mean zero interest and I was like what in the world is going on all right God you're doing something you must want this to continue the way it is I don't know what's going on exactly come to find out we're just waiting for this guy to finish college but anyway um, uh, and so so we we're waiting and, and I finally made the decision every day I'm going to go to this website and every time there are new candidates and there would be anywhere from five to 15 new uh, resumes on this website and I just I, I'd go to them I'd, I'd click on each one I would read their stuff some of them like Josh had a, uh, he had a video that we could click on it and kind of watch it and see him in action. So that helped a lot. There were a few people that did that. Most of them didn't. So I would go to the, if they had a church listed, I would, I would go to the church. I would look for them. I, are they staff? Are they, is there any video of them? Is the church even our flavor? Uh, we, you know, we're not a real traditional church. And so uh, there are certain styles, if you will, that wouldn't necessarily fit. And so, um, so uh, it was a Thursday afternoon. And Shelly and I were heading up north, uh, leaving for, for a day, and, and um, kind of was in a hurry, and I thought, oh, I'm going to quick go to that website. And so went to the website, and I saw Joshua's name, and, and I clicked on the, the thing, and I saw Josh, and saw that he was from Trinidad, in, living in Canada, but he was in Hannibal, Missouri. And I couldn't figure that part out. I'm like, what the heck? I don't know how that works. But anyway... Um, <laughs> And so, uh, so, so there was that, and, and, but he had a link, and that was awesome, so I clicked on the link, and I don't know what link I had, but it was definitely Caribbean-flavored. Uh, it was over day, over day. I'm like, whoo, man, you know, and, and a lot of life to it. There was a whole lot of everything going on, and then uh, the, the song Graves into Gardens, I saw that one. I was like, man, this guy's really, actually really good, and, and, and then I started reading his resume, and there was a lot of really good things in it, but I saw a lot of uh, concert stuff, a lot of artist stuff. I didn't see a lot of local church stuff. And that made me like, is this guy wanting to be an artist? Is he wanting to be in a local church? And maybe he should be like in New York or something, just the way from what the things that I saw originally, uh, initially in that. I sent the link to Pastor Steph. I said, hey, Pastor Steph, what do you think of that? And she's like, whoo, he's, you know, kind of, yeah, it's, he's good, but boy, there's a lot there. But what I really saw was, was there was joy in him, and I, that just, I liked that spark, and there was just a, a joy in his personality that, that, that really uh, spoke to me, and so it's Thursday afternoon, I'm in her, and I was like, God, I don't even know if I should waste my time. He's probably not even interested, and I realized it was the enemy sitting at my table, and so I hit the send button, sent him an email. We went on our way, 
And, and I'm not kidding you, the next day we had like three, I had three emails from people that I thought had ghosted me and they were like, yeah, we're still interested. And I'm like, oh, this is, all kinds of things are breaking loose. Josh emailed me back on Saturday and uh, it was Saturday afternoon when I saw it. Sunday morning I responded to his email. I was like, hey, can you talk today? And, and, uh, and he said, yeah. So we had a phone call at about one o'clock and then we had some stuff we had to do. And, and I continued the phone call Sunday night. Uh, we quick arranged a board meeting uh, and we did a Zoom interview with Josh. And uh, that went really, really well. And um, two things from that season that really, I think, speaks volumes to where we are right now. Number one, um, we were all sitting with the board and, and we we're all sitting together talking and, at, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to ask him? What are we looking for? All of these different things. And I said, I said, you know, I'm looking at his resume and I'm like, you know, I'm looking at everything that's on this resume and this is everything and more that we were looking for. And I said, this is either too good to be true or it's God doing exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think. And I, I was, honestly, I was like, and I'll be totally, I've told Josh this, I, I, because when, when we, in one of the initial phone calls, um, he was like, uh, you know, I, I'm not a citizen, I'm going to need an R1 visa, religious workers visa, and we, have, we had done that as a church a long time ago, so that didn't scare me. But then he started talking about this lawyer that was in Texas, and $5,000 or $7,000, and I'm, I'm, for a minute, I'm like, wait a second. Is this like a scam where he's just going around to all these churches trying, trying to get all the, <laughs> trying to get all the lawyer fees or something? I was like, he's not like you know from some other country that, that sometimes sends out those scams, but he seems like it, you know. So anyway, it's either, either too good to be true or God doing exceeding abundantly above all that I could ask or think. And so Pat Fleming was there, and and Pat said, you know, what, Pastor Brian, we've been through a lot. We're due. We're just due. And, and, I, and that was the word. It's like, yep, amen, we're due. We did the interview. We're talking, and somebody asked a question. I'm not sure who asked the question. Josh, what, what in, in, in five years, ten years, <clears throat> what would be a home run? What would just be really awesome and, uh, uh, that you would have accomplished? He goes, he said, well, what did you say? Uh, I said, uh, I really don't share this much, but uh, in my heart, I really want to build an academy teach people, teach the young people, and, and even, even if you, anyone who likes to, to do music, the arts, video, dance, I would like one day to run that and to, to build that. And that's what I've been working on from since 2014. So when he said that, Everybody on the board quick looked at me. Did you say something to him? I said, I, I'm crying. <laughs> I didn't say anything at all. It's just God. It's just we're due. It's time. It's, you know. I mean, I, I, you, at that point, it was like you know. I felt like God was like, Do you get it now? You know, kind of a thing. And so, uh, and so, Josh, what I think would be interesting. That's just a quick capsule on, on our side. You were on the other side. You got the email, uh, phone calls. So what was going on? Well. I thought he ghosted me, so we, we uh, uh, let me share this and then I'll let you talk. So we, uh, uh, we, we had the, our board interview on Monday night, and I said, hey, we'll be in touch. And he told me, yeah, I'm not, you know, not feeling the best about we can do the interview. We thought you did great. And uh, so I think I talked to you on Tuesday, and then like for a week, I never heard anything from him. I'm texting him, and I don't want to bug him, and what's going on, and well... He got the COVID. <laughs> and so he wasn't ghosted. He just was sick <laughs> and his family. So, Josh, go ahead and just tell us a little bit. What was it like to be on the other side of that? Yeah. Um, hey, everyone. <laughs> uh, thank you again, Pastor Brian. Um, I was in Canada. I just finished college, and it was exciting. Got the degree. We celebrated on Zoom, so we didn't really have a graduation Everything was on Zoom. That kind of sucked. But um, after that, I was sitting in the apartment. I'm like, God, okay, what's next? I, I'm just here. I was actually in BC at the time. And, um, and there was one morning that I was praying from 6 o'clock till about 12 noon. I was fighting with God. And here's why. Because he was telling me, son, pack your bags and leave. I'm like, what do you mean? I just got my... Uh, uh, Canadian workers visa thing, graduation visa, so I can work anywhere. I said, I'm fine here. What are you telling me? Pack my bags and leave. And, and he said, again, he repeated again, son, pack your bags and leave. 
I said, okay, God, where? He said, to the United States of America. I said, where? (laughs) (laughs) He said, I am preparing a place for you in the United States of America. And again, I said, where? Because I want to know where. And God is so mysterious. I mean, we all kind of know that. He doesn't really tell you everything, everything. So I, 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 uh, the, it was the Thursday morning I got that me- uh, message. Well, yes, that, that, that from God. And the, the Friday, I, I packed my bags. I didn't wait. I didn't wait for a whole week or a month. I left instantly. Because I know once God speaks, you move. <laughs> because there's a blessing in the obedience of God. So I did. I, I left. I went to Missouri. I, uh, I have some great friends in, in Missouri. And I'm sitting here I'm in Missouri. I'm like, okay, God, what's next? <laughs> you know, and um, I got the encouragement to send out my resume online. Uh, and all, I did all that. And I, I heard back from a couple of people. And I just didn't feel God as yet, you know, because I want to go someplace where I can teach and, and be a family. And, and, and that's, uh, I'm a big family guy. So and then... I think the week before I got sick, that's when I, I got an email from Pastor Brian, and I said, I, I was with my family that time, and um, they, ca- they came to visit, and I said, uh, Dad, I got an email from a pastor in Missouri, I'm Minnesota, sorry. I don't know, where's Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm being very honest. I've, I've, I have been to the United States before a couple times, so with my family, and we did a lot of revivals all across hundreds of churches. We did, <laughs> it was the best time ever, but I never heard of Minnesota. <laughs> so I was like, Dad, where is this? He said, you really want to go there? <laughs> I said, I don't know. I, 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 you know, and, and, and then we looked it up, and I was like, it's a pretty cool place, yeah. And then we prayed. That's the first thing we did. We prayed about it, went on my knees, bruised my knees, <laughs> and fasted a bit. And I said, God, I'm going to let you take the drive, the driving seat. I'm going to sit in the back, and you, you, you take me wherever. And that's when Pastor Brian and I, that's when I, uh, I, I messaged, emailed you back on the, the Saturday, and I was like, man, something I'm feeling like. I don't know, I, I, I can't explain the feeling I had, but I was like, I just want to get on a call really quickly. Because there were a lot of people. I, I, I was getting a lot of requests from a lot of other pastors. But for some reason, I felt the Holy Spirit through Pastor Brian's email. Just the email. And I said, man. So I think the Sunday is when we talked for about almost two hours on the phone. And man, we, we talked. It was good. And, and I was like, Dad, I think I'm, I'm doing this. Thank you for your prayers. The, the, the church back home was, were praying as well. And I said, Pastor Brian asked me a question on the phone. He said, so how soon can you get here? <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure, you know, because I was like, you know, we had, we had honestly, you know, we were committed to a process on our side. We wanted to, you know, we wanted to be sure and walk through the steps. It's where, you know, the whole, uh, uh, you know, the harvest is on the other side of the process. The process stinks to go through it, but you need to go through it. And, and we were committed. To, I had to tell him that. At one point, I, a couple of times, I stopped myself. I said, listen, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. There is a process that we're trying to stay faithful to. But had it been up to he and I, it, we'd have been done with this way sooner. So anyway, <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Pastor Brian asked me that question. I was like, well, I can come tomorrow. <laughs> so Pastor Brian, Pastor Brian was like, Huh? <laughs> yeah, that, that sprung up a whole lot of so I didn't even think about it as far as that from that standpoint of then I, when I asked the question, I was like, so do you have any commitments, anything? I kind of thought he didn't, but like, you know, how soon do you think you could be here? And he's like, him and Han. It's like, well, I could probably be there like Sunday after next, two weeks. <laughs> what? We got, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Yeah, and, and, and I just felt the joy. That's the first thing when I was talking to Pastor Brian for almost two hours. Actually, I was in a meeting with uh, uh, my family and I. We were, a uh, pastor took us out for, for lunch in a Chinese restaurant in Florida. And that's when I got the call from Pastor Brian. I was like, 
I gotta go. <laughs> so I went outside and, and I was like, man, I hope it's not too noisy for you, you know? And, and, and poor my mom and dad and the other pastor, they, they had to wait on me until I was done because they were done eating. I haven't even started eating as yet. My, my, my noodles and stuff, they were still there on the, <laughs> on the table, you know? And I'm like, this is such a cool process. Um, I love the adventure, by the way. Um, and, and that's when I said, okay, I'm doing this. I went, when I got back to the place we were staying at in Florida, I packed my bags and I said, okay, we're doing this. And then bam, COVID. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. So I felt so bad because I couldn't even, I didn't even know myself. I couldn't even move. I couldn't, and my whole family got it, all six of us. And we had to quarantine in a trailer house. <laughs> so I was laying in bed there. I'm like, I got to go to Minnesota. <laughs> What's happening to me? You so know? we greeted him like, hey, Josh, how are you doing? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but it was, it was such a fun process. I, I felt like it was a God process because I know God's voice. And um, I've talked to him a lot. I nag him a lot. So I know definitely this was a transition that God was preparing in advance. Yeah. Now, you probably don't think that God has a plan for you, but he has. Five years ago, let's say ten years ago, I, I, I wasn't thinking I was going to come to Minnesota. <laughs> right? But God always has a plan in advance for you. So don't ever give up. Don't ever. Amen. Always keep pressing and pushing. Whatever God has blessed you with. You keep going because in the long run, you are going to bless somebody else with that gift. And God has given you a gift, so, so don't sit there with your gift and say, ah, get up and, and, and run. Amen. 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 Exactly. No, that was good. That was really good. Thank you. Um, just real quick, we, we know that you have a, a hobby that you, uh, your interests, hobbies and things, you, you're a big fan of movies. You like to, so what's your favorite genre of movie? Uh, let's see. There's a lot of genres. Uh, I kind of like. I like action. I like comedy. Like Jim Carrey. Oh my goodness! I watch every Jim Carrey. I even try to act like him one time in school. <laughs> so I would stand on the tables and and act like a clown. It's it's actually so funny. Um, um, I like thrillers. I like the deep thrillers that kind of scare you. Um, I won't say too much horror, but it, it just 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 you know just. Just a little, just to get your mind going, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah. So if you were a superhero, what what would be your superhero power? <laughs> uh, I tried to be like Superman once. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I How'd did that work for you. Well, I only got this far off the ground. <laughs> you know, uh, I I did a, a video edit before, um, where I flew out, flew into the sky and. Um, and all that stuff. So, I mean, either, either sp Superman or uh, Batman or Spider-Man. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> you kind of want to be all of them, huh? It's possible, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, we have something for you, Josh. Uh -huh. A couple of things, actually. I just thought that since you're going to be running with us, uh, that you should have your own pair of beautiful Converse, and we didn't get Wait, you just, what? <laughs> and we didn't get you just normal Converse shoes, because we know that you're a person of style, and so. Uh... No way! Wow! <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor. Yeah. Now we expect you to wear those, and and you know just to. <laughs> yes. And then we got you something else because we know that you uh, use this a lot. And uh, we got you a brand new water bottle. So we have Minnesota <laughs> water in it. And if you notice, it says on the side there. His? It says what? His. All right. And what's this one say? We got you a second water bottle. Uh, hers. <laughs> Is there anything you want to tell us, Josh? While we're having this intimate moment with a couple hundred other people. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am getting married. <laughs> <laughs> so it's another adventure. <laughs> 
And uh, let's just crowd it all into one year, right? <laughs> yeah, I had to email the lawyer again. I said, "Hey, guess what? I'm getting married." All righty. Well, here's the price. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Uh, and, um, oh boy, <laughs> I know this is a bit of a, a little shock, but, um, I've no, known, it was a big shock. It was a big shock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've known this person for almost nine years now. Um, she lives in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, and there she is. <laughs> yep. And uh, we're planning right now, and I've, uh, I, I, I didn't think I was going to plan for a wedding on April 23rd. That's the date. So I'm going to be going home to uh, get married to her, and I wish she can come with me the time I'm coming back to the United States, but she's going to have to wait just a little longer because, uh, you know, there's a, another visa process. Oh, my goodness. So... Um, but, yeah, please keep us in your prayers. I've never done a wedding before. <laughs> and, um, and also, uh, I know it's very cost, costly. And um, keep, keep, keep us in prayer. Uh, we are getting a lot of, it's going to cost this. It's going to cost that. It's going to cost that. I'm like, oh, my goodness. All righty. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'll be flying back home April 19th right after um, Easter. And, uh, uh yeah, that's going to be happening. So very soon, you'll see Miss Ashley Williams. Um, well, hopefully soon to be Ashley Ali, and she'll be here, and she'll be a new member of Joy. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is a, a, an amazing preacher. She is an amazing dancer. She's an amazing teacher, and she's good with money. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, she's not expensive. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And, and, and she can cook. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and, and she'll be joining us very soon this year. And, uh, yeah, that's the. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> Pastor Josh walked into my office. He goes, so I have about 45 minutes. I need to tell you something. And I'm like. We talk every day, but you never start a conversation like that one. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on now? What? You know, kind of a thing. So uh, might be a shock to you. Might be a little sudden for you guys. But in, you know, in Trinidad, this isn't anything unusual. And I'm like, get to it. What the heck is going on? <laughs> I'm getting married. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Come on, really? What did you really want to say? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, do you know her? I mean... <laughs> Your dad set you up or something? I don't know what's going on. Anyway, we're happy for you, and I, I, we thought that would be kind of, amen. Yes, amen. Oh, by the way, she's watching. So, oh. hi. Hi, Ashley. Hello, Ashley. <laughs> amen. Soon enough to be here. Well, Josh, tell us one more thing. What, something, anything, well, I should say this. Anything you want to say to this congregation or one more thing that either we don't know that we should know or... Yep. Any of your deep, dark secrets that you wanted to... No, just kidding. Uh, Anything you want to say? Well, um, how to say this? For, for a long time, I've been an artist. Still is. Still, still am. Sorry. English. And, um, and that's my passion. And that's my heart. Ministering to thousands of people. I think, I think my biggest stage was 10,000. Wow. And um, and I think some of my songs got popular in the Caribbean, and I had some albums. So, by the way, you can check my songs out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just putting that plug out there just a little bit. <laughs> uh, and it's very Caribbeanized. You know, it's, 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 it's upbeat music. I think I even sang it for you guys here mm -hmm. when, when we had a, a little... Uh, had a, over a day, over day, over day. That's all I can remember. Kind of. You know? No, it wasn't. <laughs> You know, yeah, I'll show you betcha over there. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I will, I will do a, a performance for you guys uh, with uh, the Caribbean style. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, which will be really fun. And actually, I'm actually working on a new album, by the way. Uh, Pastor Tommy, we can show the people something. It's called Reset. <laughs> and uh, a new journey awaits you. So that's going to be released in... May, so I haven't, I, I think I've mentioned this to Pastor, but now it's, it's on for sure. When I go to Trinidad after the honeymoon, after that happens, um, I'll be launching this album 
and uh, which should be really fun. And so just look out for that. And some great songs, some Carib it's Caribbean songs, um, which should be really cool. So, anyways, that that's something I just wanted to, you know, mention awesome. to you guys. Awesome, yeah. amen. That's cool. That is cool. All right, um, we need to move on with this part of the service. I'm going to ask uh, pastoral staff, any of the admin staff that's here, uh, board, if you guys would all come this morning, and uh, we're going to move over here, Josh, to the center. I think we got all that stuff done. Did you guys enjoy our little conversation? If you would, just come on up this way, guys. This way, this way. We'll put Josh right here in the middle. And uh, if you could give us a little more light on the stage. <clears throat> um, what I want to do, it might seem a little bit strange, but I think it's an important part of this process to go through that we would, um, I'm going to ask Josh to recite some vows. I'm going to ask you to recite some vows as well. Uh, and, and I want to read this. Uh, Pastor Josh, we believe that you have been separated unto the work of the ministry and the work that God has called you to. Being that you've declared a willingness to serve God in this body, will you accept the responsibility of the office into which you are called, and do you promise to faithfully discharge your duties to this church? Yes. And will you promise to honor God and this church in your service, in your behavior, and in your conduct? Yes. Will you operate with integrity, serve within the standards and the philosophy of Joy Christian Center? Yes. This is practice for in a month or two. <laughs> Will you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord Jesus by making time and study and prayer a priority? Yes. And will you faithfully support the mission of Joy Christian Center and to make Christ known to this church and throughout this and through this church? Yes. Joy Christian Center, the responsibilities that Pastor Josh has been asked to assume cannot be discharged by him alone. He has promised to serve this church and the office that he has been called to well. And while we believe that God will enable him, his best efforts will fall short unless they're supported by the wholehearted and consistent cooperation of the pastoral staff, the board, uh, administrative staff, uh, and this congregation. And so would you please stand this morning? I want to ask you a question. Do you and you uh, acknowledge and receive Pastor Joshua uh, into this office into which he has been called, please respond, we will. <laughs> and will you, the staff and the board, the members of this congregation, give him the honor and the encouragement and the cooperation to which uh, this office entitles him? All right. Thank you for that. You may re just remain standing for a moment. Uh, we have a couple of gifts, Josh, that are symbolic. First of all, it is the anointing oil. Uh, Paula has that, and uh, we're going to just hold on to that so you don't have to hang on to this. Uh, but, but we have anointing oil, and that's a type of the Holy Spirit. We know that this office that you've been called into, like all of us, cannot be fulfilled without the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we have a, a shaft of wheat right over here, and uh, the wheat is a parable of Mark chapter 4, uh, the sower who sows the word. And, and the encouragement that Paul gave to Timothy was that we are to, be faith, we are to faithfully discharge the duties of, of the pastoral office as well as uh, uh, be uh, those that, are, that handle the word of God with integrity and with life. And, um, and we in this church believe that it is God's word that gives us the abilities of God and his life. Uh, we have a basin and a towel, and that is to remind you and to remind us it is the symbol of servanthood. It is what Jesus washed the feet with the disciple when he took the feet of the disciples when he took the role of a servant upon himself, and that is what we all do. And then lastly, we have a shofar horn, and uh, it works. And, uh, um, but, uh, huh? Yeah, <laughs> um, but it is a ram's horn. It is an actual shofar uh, from Israel. And uh, I, 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 there's a couple of things. I was looking to see some of the symbolism of the shofar horn. And um, the very first reference of the ram's horn, which is what this is, was in uh, the book of Genesis. And it was when the ram got caught in the thicket uh, when Abraham was about to sacrifice his son Isaac. And the picture was really, it represents 
a, a continuity and a faithful future. Uh, because it was the ram that became the sacrifice. It was the ram that became the sacrifice so that Isaac uh, could then live and give birth to uh, Jacob, who then gave birth to the 12 tribes of Israel. And so it was a sign of, of, of uh, the continuity and a, and a hopeful future. Uh, it was blown <clears throat> when Moses received the Ten Commandments, and it was, excuse me, <clears throat> it, was, it was at that time that it was a call to worship. It was a call to recognize and reverence God. It was a, that God was speaking. It was really to, to, a call to hear the voice, <coughs> excuse me, hear the voice of heaven. And then lastly, it was a time for uh, uh, either when there was a proclamation or an announcement or when it was time for battle. And it was a preparatory thing that either God was moving the nation of Israel from one place to another, or God was preparing them for battle. And so when we would hear that during worship, it is a time that we connect with God. It is a time that we respond to God with movement and motion. And so, uh, Pastor Josh, <clears throat> we don't want to hear that in the office <laughs> at all. <laughs> it is not a pleasing sound. I blew it during, during, during run-through this morning, and not one spiritual thing happened. Uh, <laughs> It was as unanointed as anything I've heard. So anyway, but it is, a, it is a reminder of all of these things that it is the weight of responsibility that God has placed on your life. And so <clears throat> Joy Christian Center, I'm gonna ask you to stretch your hands this way. Uh, staff and board and everybody, just kind of come around him, just move up and, and uh, we're gonna pray and thank God uh, for this moment that we have as a church. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that this day forward, we will never be the same. I thank you that for Pastor Josh, thank you that every gift and calling that you place within him will come to fruition. <coughs> we believe, Heavenly Father, that your power is going to work in him. I thank you that you have separated him, that you have called him. I thank you that you've placed him into this body. And Father, we believe in the name of Jesus that as we receive Pastor Josh and the gift that you placed within him, we receive you. Because Father, you are the giver of gifts. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for grace to rest upon him. We thank you for blessing upon him and his future wife and upon all the plans that you have for him. I thank you, Father God, that you will <clears throat> exalt every mountain, every valley that in his way, that you will bring down every mountain that it is that is in his way that you will make any crooked place straight before him. Father, we believe as a congregation that we will not be the same. We receive this gift. And Father, I thank you that this morning as we have received this ministry into the life of this congregation, that it will bring great change. It will bring great life. And Father, we want it to flow outside of this church, outside of this congregation, outside of the four walls of this building to reach central Minnesota with the light in the life of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, Father, that's the most important thing. We know that it is your heart, and, Father, we want it to be our heart as well. And so, God, we thank you for this gift. We thank you for his calling. We thank you for the future that you have given to him. We thank you for this time that he is in this congregation. And we believe, Father God, for great growth. We believe for you for great, great pr productivity and fruitfulness because, Father, you're the vine, we're the branch, and we fully expect for fruit to show up in Joy Christian Center. And we thank you for that. In the mighty name of Jesus and everybody's, Amen. Amen.